Texas has a whorehouse in it. So Zach's been singing that all week. I'm long. sorry. I'm so- Gomer was humming it the whole time. It's catchy. It's quite catchy. I mean, can't help it. Oh my god, I don't have any notes about Jim Neighbors, but I, I did research him, but it's not in my notes. So uh, to- <laughs> hey y'all. Welcome to Britain Cinema. Yes, yes. We're going Dolly Edition. <laughs> So we're going to go deeper on the best little whorehouse in Texas. Uh, we're all just going to have to just get over the word whorehouse. We're going to have to get over our thoughts on prostitution. And so we're just going to have to move on. For some reason, I don't know why, I don't feel like that's applicable to this movie at all. It It is. They are having sex with people for money. But it just seems like a romp. Like, it's just like, y'all, it, it's so ain't nothing dirty going on. Okay, Her so Dolly. Like, yeah, a minute or two in. Like, I'm Zach. This is I'm Jenny. Jenny. Hey. <laughs> we've been married for a bunch of years and known each other for about as many years as we've been married before that. We grew up in uh, very pretty strict religious households, and there was a lot of movies we weren't allowed to watch. Uh, so we watch them now, and we decide whether it was worth being shielded from, whether it was worth the time to watch them now. And uh, then I go deeper, and I dig so far. <laughs> deep into researching some of the unanswered questions we had in the episode and i'm sorry guys but that's what we're doing this week lots lots he's not sorry he loves it i don't know if you guys are enneagram types but he's a type five so you can do some research on that and uh know yeah what we're that gonna is. get some real type five energy in here this uh on, on most of these so it's also the sunday of daylight savings time so i have no idea what time it is we're just we're just drinking it's daylight <laughs> drinking time we stayed up till we were at it the uh so late yes yeah and for good reason not just like just, just randomly oh around. yeah we had a good time uh, my so-called band if you're in the nashville area they do 90s cover songs they played for like three hours and they hadn't even done their encores when we left I it mean, was uh, way to go so though. amazing it just it's the best experience ever because we were just talking about it today it has to be so fun to be part of a band where a every decade cover band sing, every single song you sing is exactly the song that everybody wants um they have a big band so they change out so they've got you know ladies and guys that are so that it's not the same person singing it's not the same people playing so they can bring it every single song it's I mean, like even if you're like a led zeppelin or a beatles tribute band or something there's still gonna be some down moments we just like the Best songs of the decade. It's just going to be banger after banger after banger after banger. And last night was just 90s, like, hip-hop jams. It was awesome. (laughs) You got, like, 22,000 steps in I did. (laughs) Y'all, I get a little crunk, you know? So (laughs) this lady still got moves. Okay, so getting into my reason. I guess let's go Jim Neighbors first. Okay. You know, Gomer Pyle. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, character in uh, Mayberry RFD and Andy Griffith's show and then in Gomer Pyle. I remember watching. I feel like I watched more Gomer Pyle as a show. I don't know when. Timestamp wise, it doesn't really fit in. But then actually watching Andy Griffith. Oh, yeah. Definitely growing up, like watching that stuff on Nick at Night constantly, yeah. constantly. He's toast adorbs. I yes. mean. <laughs> what do you know about his later life? I don't. Okay. He moved to Hawaii after he retired acting, bought a macadamia nut plantation. Lived there for like 30-something years on his like 87th birthday or something along those lines. He married his uh, partner of like 38 years or something, coming out as a homosexual for the oh, first wow. time in, in life. Like that's so. I hate that it was so late, but that's, that's great. Mean, it's, it's good to know Mayberry had a genuine homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how they would have said it because they, they all would have been confused, but okay with it. They I don't like, feel like... We, when we grew up in the 90s in in Mount Juliet and Hermitage, it would have been like, let's let's get the pitchforks and the crosses. And the, and I, the... I don't know. I don't think that would have been everyone. But Mayberry definitely was like, well, isn't that sweet? Like, he's a bit quirky. But... Well, we're just glad he's happy. But yes, genuine, that, that would 100% I mean, if you exactly. haven't read uh, David Sedaris, when he's going with the rooster to buy drugs and he's... Oh, my gosh. Y'all, David Sedaris and his his brother, the rooster. That was, I mean, very, maybe first Chef's week kiss. of our dating. Jenny made me read that story and I've, everything has been better since then. So good. So good. I love all of his his books. 
But yes, he passed away recently. Um, he had a liver transplant and, and passed away of autoimmune issues mm. post that. But uh, but he just had a pretty great life. <laughs> He's, like I said, he seems super sweet and just delightful in everything I've ever seen him in. So love it. Okay, so we're getting in deep here. The Chicken Ranch is a real place. What? It is a real place. There's a real place, there's a real dolly, there's a real bird, there's a real Dom DeLuise, and there may be better than their movie versions. Tell me everything. Okay. Um, so, in 1844. Whoa, we're, we're going even farther, because this was, what, 1901 is was the time well, stamp for this movie? Oh, bear with me for a second. Okay, okay, he just put his hand out and told me to stop. <laughs> I talked to the hand. Damn. Because <laughs> Miss Swine don't want to hear it. Miss so, Swine? Miss Swine moved in to LaGrange. And uh, oh, went Lagrange, Texas. Yes, okay. yes, and opened up a uh, place. She was actually run out of town during the Civil War. I guess she was a Yankee, and so uh, even though all of her ladies were from were from Lafayette, but uh, well, people don't. Well, I would Texas. Why did what does Texas care about Yankees? Texas in the Civil War doesn't really seem to have. It seems more like the Texas like you know Mexico type stuff. Well, they were they, they were all a, run out of town. They were all run out of town. So. Maybe this is the same establishment coming back. Maybe it's the same saloon hall kind of turning into a boarding school. Maybe not. I don't know. Truly in 1905. Okay. Okay, 1905, Miss Jessie opens up her uh, her boarding house. Okay. They exclude drunks and include uh, politicians and police. So good, good call on so, trying to keep a place running for a while. Like they, there's okay. no, no drinking. Okay. And all the politicians, local politicians and the police, welcome in. That makes me think of, though, so I've been listening to a lot of True Crime and Cocktails, um, which is um, Lauren Ash, who is Dina in Superstore, and her amazing cousin, Christy, Christy Oxborough, who I feel like you guys would really get along on your deep dive and all your research that you do. <laughs> but, oh, man. We were on the Universal Backlot tour, and we were – like, they were filming Superstore in one of the, uh, one of the lots while we were there. And yeah, so fun. I, I don't remember seeing, but we it's on the tour, the house that's the chicken ranch in the movie. Oh really? I don't remember. They didn't point it no, out. But no, yeah, we, I don't so we that did. At all. We did see that house. We just they huh. didn't really point it out. Well, that's fun. I didn't know it was still there. But so they have a, a podcast. Um, but they were talking about so they're Canadian, and it just came up randomly talking about like strip clubs because I don't remember what episode they were talking about. And Lauren was like, "Sorry, Christy. Here you know, here's some information because Christy is in Canada." Um, that you know, here in America and in a lot of places, like if it's a full nude strip club, there's no drinking. And like. That's creepy and weird. You're just going to sit there completely non-drunk and not partying and just be a creeper and stare at naked ladies. Like, oh, yeah, that and it is weird. I never really thought about it. I mean, I've, I've never really had any feeling about what strip clothes should have alcohol or not, but that does feel weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a thing here in town. I think that uh, anything... Is uh is BYOB so which is oh, weird in and of itself yeah interesting hmm. I wonder what people bring anyway that's completely beside the point that's actually I'm really like what do they bring and like are they allowed to take it out or is it just like house property now it's a lot of musings I mean like are we talking about like white claws or like hard liquor like anyway anyway that's that's not what we're here yeah, for. like if you're bringing a decent scotch or whatever and then like well I gotta leave the whole bottle or are you like. Is your why, would table you, why would you need to leave? I, I don't know. We're getting completely off, off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you had no drunks, but they service the politicians and police so that they could be in good with all of the people who might be shutting them down. Exactly. Exactly. They began advertising for real in uh, 1917. Started mailing uh, photos and uh little care packages to servicemen from the local areas who were oh, abroad wow. in World War One, kind of wishing them a safe and fast return home to uh, use their services. Interesting. That is some I, – I love that marketing. That's great. <laughs> uh, the local sheriff would drive out every night to get all the gossip because people talk. Ah. And so that was his main kind of way of solving crimes in the community was the gossip at the, from from the from the ladies at the at the boarding house. Uh, the poultry standard is a true story. Okay. So yes, one sex act, one sex act for one chicken, which makes me really happy because it wasn't the one guy with two chickens <laughs> sitting there. Yeah, like 
I mean, do we want to be a girl? Like, when we say a sex act, what are we talking about? I don't think that's documented right now. Okay. I'm sorry. If I, that's okay. Moving on. I don't. There is a book, and the book is on the way. <laughs> of course there is. Yes, yes. The book is on the way. So if anything from the book just blows the lid off this thing, we'll uh, we'll do some corrections Update. and omissions later. Yes, yes. Um, Miss um, Jessie actually started to make a pretty decent living selling eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's so funny. I love that. Just like, oh, we got all these damn chickens. I mean. Uh, So in 1946, uh, Jim T. Flournoy, he became the new sheriff. He's the character that that Burt Reynolds is kind of based on. Okay. Um, He actually had a a direct phone line put in because he didn't want to have to drive out there every night to get all the gossip. Aw, man. That's... You can't go out there every night, drive like a maniac. Like, <laughs> well, I do kind of appreciate it's like it's not just an excuse to go and ogle ladies. Like, you're really just like, I'm down to business. Want to know the facts? I mean, I th- still think like if, if someone was getting rough or if someone was drunk or if someone was, was talking dirty to the ladies, they'd be right out there and kick them out on the curb. And, uh, you know, but uh, if it was just, uh, you know, like, oh, hey, like this, this feller over here says he robbed a bank. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sheriff Sheriff Flournoy would be right there waiting on him. All right. 1950, uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Jesse started to have some arthritis, something fierce. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice in the episode, we were really, our southern accents were coming out a little more than usual. I mean, you can't help it. That's, I know. That's, that's the thing. We've lived in the South for 30 plus years. 35 for years. <laughs> Something like that. Um, neither one of us. We both come from places with. Uh, you're you're a little bit more northern. I'm a little bit more like. I'm 13 miles away from being Canadian. I'm I'm very like non-regional diction um, in my in my upbringing, but it comes it comes and goes. Especially yeah, especially when drinking and just having a good old a good, <laughs> good old, old time. time. <laughs> so that's when Ms. Edna Milton takes over. Okay, she was kind of the best girl. And uh, she took over. Uh, 1961, Miss Jessie passed away. Uh, Miss Edna took over, paid for the, bought the place, renamed it to Edna's Fashionable Ranch Boarding House. Fashionable. It okay. still was the chicken ranch, but, you know, the, mm-hmm. that was its official business. Uh, Miss Edna, she's famous for her rules, which are pretty much in the movie as well. Right. No drinking, no tattoos, no going into town to socialize with the men. Weekly checkups with a physician. Good for her. Yeah. All of the ladies were fingerprinted and photographed by uh, Sheriff Flournoy. Like for crime purposes or for identification purposes? For identification purposes. Interesting. If you're talking about uh, crime against sex workers, this is a town where that's not going to be tolerated. I mean, I think that that's the tone that we even get from this movie. So it's kind of like we we protect what's happening here. And we care. Like, it's not just some seedy vice. Like, these are people and we care we about kinda them. We kind of like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, we look, we look the other way, but we're not going to let these ladies be victimized. $145 in today's currency for 15 minutes. Whoa. 75% goes to the house. Uh, that's for room, board, upkeep, whatnot. In 1960, made approximately $4.1 million in gross profit. Wow. And uh, girls made a... About twenty five hundred a week. That's a that's do yeah that's doable. that's a six figure salary. Yeah. Um, the philanthropy completely real. <laughs> uh, actually, the chicken ranch was on the cover of the phone book. <laughs> and if I might uh, direct you, yay, to a uh, photo of Miss Edna Milton. Oh, I love her. She's fabulous. She matches her drapes. <laughs> With the ashtray every two chairs, want to be a clean establishment? I love it. We definitely need that photo for the socials. We have the cover of the phone book with oh the chicken Oh my gosh, ranch. I love it. <laughs> we have Trixie, an abandoned dog that the girls took in. I was going to say, we have to know the name of that dog. It's Trixie. Okay. Yes. She was the unofficial mascot. We have Sheriff Flournoy, the chicken ranch, and some of the ladies. I uh, love it. We have people made coins for the chicken ranch, even though they never... Gave any sort of official whatever, but it's just like souvenirs of the town. <laughs> Souvenir currency. <laughs> yes. The burn pile from the place. Yeah, it's a little gross. It's Ew. condoms and beer and KY. So there's no rural 
Texas 1970s, 1960s. There's no garbage collections. You just had to go and burn stuff. And I guess some stuff didn't burn. So the grounds are a little... Ick. Yeah. And uh, here's what the place looks like now. It's starting Aww. to kind of fall apart. But definitely, definitely, yeah, we need those, those, the fun photos we will post on our social media because she looks fan-fucking-tastic. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, 1972, uh, the Department of uh, Public Safety did a two-day surveillance. 484 men entered <laughs> the two building days. in two days. Wow. Uh, so that's what the, the, things are starting to go a little south. Uh, the Texas A&M thing was absolutely a thing. Of course it was. Except it wasn't the game. It was the freshmen. I guess that was like initiation for freshmen was you had to go to the chicken ranch. I'm sorry. No, I have way more okayness with the winning and the seniors than the freshmen. That's how you get into the school sort of. I mean, because you're freshmen, you're like maybe 18. Maybe. If you're a senior, you're probably 20, 21, maybe even older than that. I don't know why that makes a difference, but... It seems like it makes a difference. You think, gonna... think about a freshman. Okay, so then comes in Marvin Zindler. Ah, Marvin is Zindler is our P. real life, real life uh, Dom DeLuise character. Mel- Melvin T. P. P. Thorpe. Yes, I've got a picture of him. Let's see this peckerwood. Oh Lord, yes, and he's got even got a little floofy dog. He would not allow anybody in his family to see him without that uh, toupee on. His official like portrait that he had after the one that you see in the picture included the dog. Oh wow! Yes, he never went anywhere without the big crazy glasses. So we didn't he even talk is- about at the end of the movie the only comeuppance that Dom DeLuise Melvin P. Thorpe gets is that Burt Reynolds rips off his toupee, which we don't even see him put on in Burt Reynolds' pre- uh, presence. He just assumes and knows that that haircut has to be a toupee. And he rips it off and kind of pushes him. So he doesn't even expose all the other things that we've seen. But Yeah, so he's a consumer watchdog for the local local news affiliate. He uh, he has a catchphrase. Ooh. Because he goes after dirty restaurants. There's slime in the ice machine. Ew. <laughs> I've been able to find if you if you Google him, I've been able to find like an entire group of, you know, Miss Hattie's fourth grade class or whatever saying slime in the ice machine. I guess it's a hashtag we're adding for this episode. Slime in the ice machine. Um, in 2005, he actually admitted in an interview that the attorney general actually called him and said like, hey, we can't get this place shut down through the normal channels. Can you shut it down? Got it. So he's not exactly doing that. He, he didn't have an interest of actually doing it. But uh, I'm going to – we've got an expose here of kind of the 20th anniversary of the shutting down of the chicken ranch. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the guy, that's like Texas Carl Lagerfeld. He's like got crazy tan, sunglasses, inside. So I don't know if we're going to be able to, I've got a few videos, and I don't know if I have the podcast editing capabilities to get any of the audio into these, but I'm going to play this so Jenny can react. I I think it's going to be worth it. When we asked Fayette County Sheriff, the late T.J. Flannoy, if he knew a whorehouse was running wide open in his county, he said, quote, it don't take an intelligent man to know what's going on up there. Any little farm boy would know what's going on up there. But as former Attorney General Hill and Assistant Hancock said, that little body house was run by organized crime. Tomorrow you'll hear our interview with the late sheriff from back in July of 1973. Marvin Zindler, Eyewitness News. <laughs> Organized crime. That seems a little much. It seems like a much. I mean, we may be not be able to play audio, and I don't know if y'all could hear any of that. We'll see what we can figure it out. But we'll definitely take some screenshots of this. Yes, definitely. This uh, this news broadcast is, is, is wild. It is crazy. This Absolutely. guy's tan is out of control. And he's wearing like a white suit. Blue shirt, white collar, white tie. I mean, Carl Lagerfeld. Right, here we go. We visited their facility this week and found roaches in the peanut storage room, roaches in the peanut filling areas, roaches in the peanut roasters, and roaches on the peanut preparation table. We wait, 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 what? Roach? What, what is he saying? On the roaches in the peanut sorting area. Peanut sorting area. Is this this the reason for the nuts in the chocolate bar? Hang on a minute, you'll find out. Would you believe we found 
climbing the ice machine. But they have promised to mend their ways. So from now on, you can keep on munching those peanut delights thanks to Watchdog. Oh, my gosh. Don't forget to check your nuts. Don't forget to check your nuts. Oh, my gosh. We have to figure out how, how to get some. We, I'll, I'll figure it out. I might be. I mean, we uh, might just recording this off of your computer. I don't know. But this is wild. <laughs> he signed a lifetime contract after this with his uh, news agency. A lifetime contract? Lifetime contract, yes. When he was dying of pancreatic cancer. He has, there are videos of him from his hospital deathbed still reporting. Oh, I mean. man, that's that's sad. Someone who feels, A, that they need to do that because they just need that, like, continued, like, just feedback that they're still worthy. But, y'all, he's crazy looking. I, I'm excited to throw <laughs> these photos. I'm going to do a side-by-side of Carl Lagerfeld, 100%. Okay, I got to see this. Uh, so in 1973, uh place was shut down permanently. And then predominantly lives on through through legend, through uh, the ZC top song Lagrange. You familiar oh. with that? Oh yeah. Okay. It's the song where they say, oh. yeah. "It's there's actually words to it." But that's all anybody remembers. <laughs> yeah, that's all anybody knows. Okay. We've talked about Billy Gibbons on this podcast, right? I think so. Yeah, okay. he likes to go Carabas. Yes. <laughs> and then of course the best little whorehouse in Texas. Wait, the, oh, yeah, that, living yeah. on legend-wise, yeah. Exactly, I mean, It's exactly. not that far out. It closed in 1973 in this movie, 1972. so 1982. Um, yeah, so, so that's that's when it's set. You were wondering when it's set? I guess it's set in 72, 73. Right, right when it all this is going down, okay. Yeah, uh, it opened on Broadway in 78. Very quick. Show. Yeah, so just a couple years. Uh, won two Tonys that year. Um, Henderson Forsyth? Are you familiar with him at all? No, I think he's not. mostly known for the Broadway stage and for being on uh, As the World Turns for 32 years. Good for him. Yeah, he play, He uh, won a Tony for playing the Ed Earl role. And then um, Carlin Glynn. Does that name ring any bells to you? It does not. Uh, no. She's Molly Ringwald's mom in 16 Candles. Oh, I know who that and is. And probably best known for being uh, Mary Stuart Masterson's mom in real life. She was oh. the originator of the Dolly role. Oh, cute. Okay, okay. I know exactly who she is. Yeah. There were U.S. tours in 1980 and 2001. I was at 2001. I had to go look. That Our first date was in 2001 to a mm-hmm. Broadway show. And right. I, I cannot find any information about the Broadway series at our local Tennessee Performing Arts Center in 2001. So if anybody out there knows how to find that information, I need to I need to know if we barely missed going I to see doubt this. It. I, but we okay, so here's the story on that date. Um it was a date like we went, it didn't it started our love affair, but didn't start our love affair. Like so There was a few years in between. There, that there were some years in between it. You um, still call though. You so called too. You <laughs> called my parents to figure out what my new phone number was because my mom liked to change carriers so often. I passed notes through your sister at Bible school. Okay. <laughs> um. So I had bought tickets to West Side Story because I love West Side Story and to go with my current boyfriend. And this was probably in the spring, and it was for September. And I said, oh, I got tickets to West Side Story September. And he's like, I don't know what's going to be happening in September. I'm like, oh, well, then I guess that the, the, if you don't know what's happening in September, then I guess this is done. Like, like if you don't know that you can't go with me to a play in September, then bye. <laughs> um, and I was like, who would like to actually go to a musical? I mean, this guy. <laughs> I was like, Sorry. oh, Yeah. I might like to go to a musical. I'm like, hey, I've got these tickets. Why don't we go? And you're like, yeah, like, well, let me take you to dinner. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so we go to Sola Mio, which is no longer a restaurant in Nashville That where we went. We go. And we've been talking about it recently. Like, we went. You know, there were vibes. Like, uh, Zach shows up. This is very much a time of him being the man in black um, and long-haired ponytail. And, yeah, you know, he looked hot. And um, so we go like, why, you know, there, yeah, there were vibes for sure. Like, why didn't we really like act on this? We were still both in college. um, But this was September 8th. I think we figured out. Yeah. Of 2001. September 8th, 2001. Like 9-11 happened 
like three days later. Like, um, we probably were just, yeah, we, we'd known each other. It wasn't like we just like lost touch, but we kind of just probably the, we were thinking you're probably going to call me like literally that day. And it was like, um, well, yeah, there's a lot going on and things just got postponed, which honestly probably was better just because it seemed like timing wise would have been better for us to be dating later. But anyway. <laughs> so the last real revival of this was in 2006. There was a concert. Um, Jennifer Hudson. Oh. Which, like, you know Jennifer Hudson. Uh, I, yeah. I, was like, I was like writing all the cast, like what they're from. And then they just wrote Jennifer Hudson, you know. You know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like Emily Skinner, basically known for Broadway. Okay. And Terrence Mann, who, according oh. to this, basically known for Broadway, like originating the Beast role, originating a lot of, you know, he's been a star of the New York stage for decades. What I know him from he plays Ugg of Ugg and Lee, the two interstellar bounder hunters, in the Critters for whatever. I don't know. What a, I don't know a quadrilogy or whatever. Oh wow! It's like I know that name, but okay. Yeah, that's what I know him is from Critters. <laughs> nice. He's Ed Earl. Uh, yes, yes, okay. yeah. He's the most recent person to play Ed Earl. Okay. So, cast your revival. Have you had a chance to think about that, Annie? Oh, that's what you want to – oh, damn. No, I'm going to have to think about that and post that on social media. Okay, so, like, why don't you keep giving me all your fun facts, and I'll think about it a little bit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think my revival – I'm curious to see what Britney Spears would do with the thing. Interesting. I'm, I'm thinking about a Vegas kind of revival of it. Okay, so a little – who's like – could this be any more body? But, yeah, it actually really could be a lot more body. Um, it's it's very I'm curious to see she, what she would do with it. She's kind of she's back, she's yeah. free, and uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a little curious to see what she would do with it. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that could, you know, that could do much better things. But you know, Cher is kind of aged out. Yeah, I don't think uh, this is something for Cher. But this... This, this is something for a, let's let's let somebody our age take it over. And I mean, see what happens. What would Christina do? You see, Christine is kind of my number two. Okay. Or oh, actually, Jessica Simpson was my number two, but she's a billionaire now, so. But I could see her enjoying doing something like this. Of all of those three women, I could see her wanting to follow in Dolly's footsteps the most. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Christina was, in, was my third. I think Je- Jessica was two, and yeah. Yeah, I I could see that. Okay. And yeah. I don't know. I can't get past uh, Channing Tatum as Ed Earl. I mean, probably that's because he just kind of seems to be in that space. Um. Mm, I can okay. keep talking and you can think about right, it. I, I need to think about Ed Earl a little bit. Okay. So actually, before this was a musical, it was an article in Playboy in 1974, April. Okay. So it, it, the article is actually the best little whorehouse in Texas. Okay. Um, if I may find here the picture <laughs> on the cover of the article. Holy shit. It is a lady wearing nothing but stockings and heels and a whip riding a big-ass rooster. But it, it looks like it belongs on the, the Sistine Chapel. It, it's, I was going to say like a Conan, uh, but... It, it's ve- it's very artistic. It's not like a, it's not like a tabloid looking. It's not like some sort of body cartoon. It, it, it looks like, yeah, like a Renaissance painting. It's crazy. <laughs> so the article is... Almost unreadable. I mean, it is. It's basically them going and talking to Sheriff Flournoy, them kind of giving kind of it's, – it's not racist to make fun of Southerners for the way they talk, but everything is written out phonetically the way he talks. Oh, no. And then them going back to the hotel bar and trying to set up like group sex and trying to find drugs and it's a, like trading like, joints for some girl's phone number and this doesn't seem like this trying to this find is about out like, at all calling people up and seeing if they want to come over and like well i'll come over for the cocaine but i'm not going to do like group sex stuff and these are like former former ladies that were at the house no no no, no. this is just like reporters and whatnot trying is people trying to be hip in 1974 oh, looking for playboy oh. as journalists that's the worst anyone like i'm sorry like I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't alive in the 1970s, but it feels like 1970s people trying to be cool. The fucking worst. <laughs> um, no, like that's not what the vibe of of this house is about. No drinking. No, I'm sure no drugs. Um, yeah, it's all about like having a good time and like keeping it keeping it on the up and keeping up. Keeping everything safe yeah. and fun. You it, know? Yeah. It, it, it's illegal as hell, but you know. But there are lines. There are lines, and <laughs> exactly. it's not group. It's not group sex. It's not no, 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 no. So that's uh, so this issue of Playboy in uh, April of seventy four also includes a drink recipe supplement. 
sponsored by Southern Comfort. Interesting. Are we making this drink? Um, there's like it's like thirty pages long. And the it's drink? Basically, no, it's like every classic cocktail known to man, and then a supplemental thing saying it's actually better if made with Southern Comfort. Uh, so okay. it's like the Southern Comfort Manhattan, the Southern Comfort Tom Collins, the Southern Comfort and Coke, uh, the Southern Comfort Julep, the Southern Comfort Gin and Tonic. Uh, <laughs> like no. it's like a, better to take out the gin and just put it in Southern Comfort. Absolutely not. The daiquiri, the martini. The, Southern the, Comfort tastes like Robitussin. The Sorry Mary, if Southern the Comfort margarita. ever decides it wants to sponsor us, but Robitussin. There are uh, ads for satin sheets. Several ads for companies claiming to be the best cassette tape. <laughs> Uh, it just seems so 74. It's even earlier 74 that feel like, you know, the at-home cassette tape seems much later, but. <laughs> well, for the sophisticated urbane man. Ooh, uh, okay. Yes. What kind of man reads Playboy? There's always a page like, what kind of man reads Playboy? A way lower brower man than they think. There's actually a bunch of those, like, what kind of man meets Playboy hanging in the bathroom of our, like, favorite penthouse bar in town. <laughs> I think I've taken a picture of it. We might have to post it for this. Yes. Uh, ad for lemon menthol cigarettes. Ew. Which are apparently you can still buy. Weird. They're not. They're. I think they're huge in Asia, but you can still buy them in the United States. Apparently, if you order them from tobacco wholesalers. Uh, a wife swapping story written by Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl was a freak. <laughs> he was. He was. Oh yeah. He was. A, uh, there's just nothing else to say. Like. I mean, he was. Am I thinking? Okay, am I, I'm thinking of the right person. Yeah, he was. He was the one that liked to take. He was picture, in British intelligence. He was in British intelligence, right? Roald Dahl. I was thinking he was the one that liked to take photos of underage ladies. Um, I think that might have been Lewis Carroll. I might be thinking of, that might be Lewis Carroll. Roald, okay, Roald Dahl and Ian Fleming were like in the service together. Really, I believe I'm correct, and were actually part of their job was seducing wives of politicians and diplomats during really? World War II. I th- so I might have been really reading this with the whole completely different. Yeah, he. I, I don't think he was. was a, Carroll. I don't think he was a pedophile, but I do think he was a freak. Okay, okay. Well, that's a completely different take on the story. Then, yeah, I, I think that's right. You, we can we can fact check that. That, but. Okay. Speaking of Ian Fleming, okay. there's an article for Jim Beam with Sean Connery. Ah. And I did a little math because what do you think of when you think of Sean or when you think of it, – it's a, that's a big thing in, uh, in Lost in Translation if you haven't seen that. Like when you're thinking of James Bond, what's he drinking? He's drinking a martini. Vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. Right. Um, actually looked up in the books – 007 drinks bourbon 37 times, sake 35 times. Really? Champagne 30 times, scotch and soda 21, vodka martini 16. Interesting. So, Why does that stick then? I don't know. He drinks 12 beers, uh, tw- uh, 12 brandy and gingers, 11 red wines, and only one Vesper. One Vesper. That's it. At the very beginning of Casino Royale. It's the first drink oh, he has. I love our Vesper martini, guys. <laughs> So in the movies, obviously, it's going to be the vodka martini shake and not stirred, right? Well, it's so catchy. 65 champagnes, 57 bourbons, 42 scotches, 41 vodka martinis. Interesting. So it's there. But uh, yeah. Uh, is it is it just the way he asks for it that stands out? I think so. I think so. Because it's the wrong way to make a martini, but... Right, but also like you're just gonna have a bourbon, you're just gonna have a champagne, you're, just gonna, you're not gonna give directions on how you want those drinks. Right. But actually, thirty-seven sakis in the movies. Really? That's he, he goes he goes east a little bit. I he guess. does, but not a lot of people drink sake. Yeah, twenty-four brandies, twenty-one gin martinis, and four vespers in the movies. So I do love a vesper. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Uh, we have denim cowboy boots. Denim? Did we? Was someone wearing denim cowboy boots? No, there's an advertisement for denim cowboy boots. Nice. Okay. And uh, Marlene Morrow, Miss April. Um, the song by Todd Rundgren, Marlene, is named after her. Okay. Uh, she has a very small, uncredited role in My Fair Lady. One of her two. She plays Miss Australia in one movie, and she plays in My Fair Lady, just a uncredited role at the at the horse race. Interesting. Um, last seen in 2006, experiencing homeless uh, homelessness, barefoot in L.A. Oh, so no. hasn't been seen since. So that's we hope that's that sad. she's doing a little better now. 
I mean, 2006, she was a playmate in 1974. Yeah. She's probably not with us. Probably not. Probably not. Given those circumstances. Yeah. That's that's sad. Um, I'm, I, I am still thinking about who might be my Ed Earl. That's fine. That's fine. Take your time. We got all the time in the world, lover. Well, except it's 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 the day after daylight savings time, so we have to go to bed at you know two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> if we're going to have any hope of of getting to work tomorrow on time. Uh, Colin Higgins, the director of this right, film, right? So, uh, his nineteen seventy one student film Harold and Maude. Are you familiar oh, at Harold all with Maude. Harold and Maude? Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I've, I've I never seen it. Don't I, think I've seen it either. Um, but it's it's a young man taken by an older woman, like a much older woman, and. I don't know if there's a sexual relationship, but there's definitely like a strange. There is eventually, yes. I, okay. I thought that maybe the movie uh, Choke, or not the movie, but the book Choke by uh, Frank uh, Chuck Palahniuk, mm-hmm. and maybe even Fight Club, the opening, owe a huge amount to this. Really? To this. Uh, it's a kind of a young man who's kind of disillusioned, 19 years old, obsessed with death. Stages elaborate, uh, gets trigger warning. Stages elaborate suicide scenarios okay, and I, never follows through with them. I do he know that that's a thing. Randomly goes to funerals of people that he doesn't know, okay. and that's where he that's where he meets Maud, a seventy nine year old woman uh, who kind of teaches him how to live, and then she, unbeknownst to him, after he proposes to her, has been planning on her eightieth birthday to commit suicide herself. Interesting. Okay, and so that's kind of his big moment is him finally and not in all black finally in color playing and, and singing after after her death and i guess that's the um it's it sounds like a real bummer but it does sound like it does yeah. sound like a couple of people that i know and wes anderson and judd apatow have both said that it's their number one influence okay i was I can... like this sounds so wes anderson when i was reading the summary and i guess he has said that it's his number one influence as a filmmaker interesting i mean and also yeah like you said chuck chuck palinock i mean definitely going to aa meetings and things like that as part of fight club mm-hmm. um so that's a weird movie uh first turned a profit in 83 12 years after it was made kind of a cult cult mm-hmm. hit okay um his next film 1976 silver streak i was right all right Vindicated. huge hit Everything this guy touches turns to gold. Everything's making like 100 times its budget, 50 times its budget. Awesome. It is just a huge hit. His next movie, Foul Play, once again, huge, huge financial success. Next movie, 9 to 5 with Dolly. Ah, so he already has some some yes. love with Dolly. Huge commercial success. I actually haven't success. seen 9 to 5. I did see uh, – so we have a – you guys have probably seen it, even if you're not in in Tennessee. So we have a, a Mexican restaurant called, called Rose Pepper, and they kind of have a famous little sign where they put stuff up. And I I see I see famous celebrities repost, and it's like, why didn't Dolly sing about working ten to three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but eighty two, the best little horror house in Texas. Once again, huge huge money maker. Uh, he did uh, pass away uh, forty seven in nineteen eighty eight. So probably. Aww. I think after like Rock Hudson, uh, Gia, Liberace, and Perry Ellis, probably the top first five or six celebrities to uh, to pass away With from AIDS. from AIDS. Yeah. Uh, Bert and Dolly. All right, tell me one movie together. This is That's it. it. This is it. I mean, there's so, there's so del- many photos of them together. It's all from the press tour from this movie. It's so delightful. I love them so much. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like not shipping them and like putting them in a relationship because I, I know, think a lot of people have and I think she's kind of said that I know she's had a she's had a, an incredibly long-term relationship with her husband and that's fantastic but just in terms of like a movie making relationship they could have been huge I think they're so fun I mean they could have been like Donnie and Marie or you know just or well, Donnie and Marie uh, are brother and sister I know, that's I, a little you know, weird, what, I, you but know what I mean just, I do I do or they so. could have been like you know Rock Hudson and Doris Day or, right you know they, yeah. they could have had I mean, that they, they obviously did not have a sexual relationship but they were fun <laughs> and delightful and yeah uh, so the rug photo of Bert I told you right you did you did I found it I, I think I'd seen it before okay it was the first "Quote unquote centerfold in Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan. magazine." Yes. Okay. Yes, they had a man centerfold for the ladies. So ah. that was actually for the ladies. Okay. Well, I, I mean, 
you could say that it's for anyone who's interested. Yes, I guess, yes, 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 yes. Anyone uh, who loves the furry beast. Yes, we may or may not be getting that issue of Cosmopolitan. Ooh. I have ordered it from a from a website, but then like looking, they may also just stolen your credit card. Could have been. I, I'll be updating my credit card this week uh, just to make sure. Uh, I am. I was so high. Like it's five dollars for this issue of Cosmo magazine from some seller, and I was like, uh, "Oh my god!" It's like twenty dollars for shipping. Oh my goodness, thirty dollars and shipping is free. It's like, what else can I buy? Oh, like lot of Wham and Berlin forty fives. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, like that adds fifteen dollars. Okay, I need to spend ten more dollars. Like, what else can I buy? Like a lot of like twenty eight old jazz records for ten dollars. Like what? <laughs> We'll see. So we'll see if there's a huge package showing up. Uh, the or... charge has gone through on the credit card, but I have not gotten an email confirming the uh, the shipping. So Well, but we also ordered a chair in November, and we still haven't gotten it. And that just seems to be a supply and demand issue. So who knows? I, I could have I gotten scammed on that one, too. Uh, so here's to you, Melissa. Here's to you, one of my best friends who I said I used to run interference for while she stared at Playgirl magazines. <laughs> <laughs> if she had bought said Playgirl magazines, her estate would be sitting on a gold mine right now. Oh, really? Those things are like 50 bucks on, on auction sites and on second really? sites. Yeah. that There is uh, – so – Yes, Playgirl was mostly read by gay men. That was most of its readership. Uh, I think that uh, Shawn Michaels, the wrestler, posed for Playboy magazine or mm-hmm. Playgirl magazine. I think that he was mocked pretty incessantly by uh, Brett the Hitman Hart for doing so. <laughs> and I think there was a lot of gay slurs on television on Monday night in doing that. And so that's not great. But uh, it's not. But you know what? Hashtag Laps Fan. If you guys want to check us out, I mean, you've been a you've been a uh, guest on Laps Fan. I have been a guest on the Lapsed Fan. I am a. Uh, I realize I never spent a lot of money supporting them on Patreon, but I did realize like seven years in, like they called my name out in the Thousand Club. Like I've given those assholes a thousand dollars. It's like fifteen dollars here, fifteen dollars there on Patreon, but like that adds up over time. So check your credit card statements, people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was able to trade a uh, – good on them. They have a little thing on their website where you can trade gift cards for defunct organizations for anonymous memberships. I was able to trade an old family bookstore's uh, gift card for a month worth of access. And their, Oh, interesting. Their print access, all they have – the only thing that's digital is 2008 through 2010. Wait, wait, wait. What, what is this? Playgirl magazine. Playgirl. Yes. So you can buy use a family gift card. Family you can use all to- sorts of gift cards. Barnes and Noble, Starbucks, whatever. You can use all sorts of gift cards to get anonymous memberships. Interesting. So yes, yeah, so I had an old like twenty five dollar family Christian stores gift card <laughs> from like ten years ago. That I'm sure either my mother or your mother gave you something to redeem your soul. Yeah. So I just bought uh, <laughs> about a month worth of Playgirl magazine. <laughs> with it. Oh my gosh! So yeah, only 2008 to 2010 are available digitally. Uh, nothing. It's it's all just in print out there for a lot of money. Um, I was I spent way too much time looking. I was able to actually find um, a pictorial with uh, I forgot the guy's name, but a young Cassandra Peterson was in it uh, of Elvira <laughs> fame and soon to be the Munsters fame. Oh, she, is she going to be? She is in the new Munsters uh, movie. I love it. So, which has been rated PG, thank the Lord. That's it's PG. Interesting. Uh, Rob Zombie doing a PG Monsters movie. I was so worried it was gonna go away. It could get weird and gross. Yeah, with Rob Zombie. Yeah, but so like 2008, 2010. There's not a lot to work with. That really is out of the forbidden no, timeline. Yeah, it's that. That's way out of all of those timelines. So I was super bummed. But imagine my surprise when the third issue I pull up, um, August of 2008. The headlining stories are. Keith Urban pictorial and Dolly Parton sex tips. Nice. <laughs> so for all the ladies out there that are hoping, unfortunately, uh, there's not much of Keith on display. He's got a guitar, of course, pretty well covering all the all the Nicole I mean, Kidman parts. But yeah, between 2008 and 2010, Nicole Kidman's got that locked down. But so we do have the Playgirl sex tips with country icon Dolly Parton. Nice. This is definitely getting posted. Yeah. So we have know how to love and accept yourself. Don't pattern yourself after anyone. This is how God made you. 
uh, be comfortable in your skin, in your sexuality, your spirituality. If you try to fake a big O, you're going to have a damn nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here? On uh, masturbation, any way you get a helping hand. <laughs> what all do we have here? Um, on roommates, when someone picks up a chicky on tour, they're always welcome back on the bus as long as they use their own bunk. Just don't let them in mine. Don't leave something in my bed that I don't want. <laughs> Nice. I would think that she doesn't travel with anybody else, but this was in '78. When that this is from like pulled oh, like from, from like three decades, four back. decades okay, of so, interviews yeah, with so Dolly. So, no, she was not interviewed in 2008 for her sex tips. Got no, it. Is, got it. It sounds a bit of a bummer that it was a you know several on their way, but uh, so then basically all the Playgirl magazine, the website is is just a bunch of porno movies that's really all there is um they did have you can sort them by like newest or highest rated so i just had this thought like so it's like the highest rated i wonder what the lowest rated <laughs> movie on playgirl.com is oh wow uh, because we've been known to you know watch some bowling or some competitive darts and kind of have our our ways right but uh it's actually they have a one to five star rating system. There's actually thirty six films that are all rated one stars. There's thirty six films that have never been rated more than one star by anybody because it can go like one point one, one point two, one point three. Oh wow, okay. Yes, yeah, so they have thirty six films with the absolute lowest rating. So I was like, what? Should I go through and like watch all thirty six of those and see like what's the worst one? That's a lot. Yeah, so I just like it's it's a bad methodology. <laughs> okay. A bad methodology, but I did find the lowest rated. <laughs> video on playgirl.com and i have not seen any of it but we'll see what happens oh, we'll no. turn it off before anything crazy happens oh, no. we're gonna watch it right now it's called in their honeymoon there's candlelight some music there's some rhinestone straps and some darling Absolutely they sound fabulous. like they're from South Africa. I don't think this person speaks English now. I don't think this is English as a second language. I think he's speaking it phonetically. Very wonderful evening. You're welcome. I hope you enjoy yourself. We're drinking champagne. Strawberry. Will you feed it to me? Yeah. There's like strawberries and whipped cream, you know. Oh. I will say that if this is Playgirl. Drink first. This definitely doesn't make sense. <laughs> because the chick is hot. Dude is not. Not at all. So we, if this is for straight... That cake looks pretty good, though. The cake looks fan-fucking-tastic. Um, where's the recipe for that cake? That's what we're interested in. Yeah, like, if this is for where straight women or gay dudes even for gay men i don't feel like this no is, like, i don't think he's he's not i don't think it's his deal they both stand up they're gonna dance this feels like it was intended for straight women by an alien yeah like i yeah straight women don't want the chick to be hotter I think they want her to be an uggo, but, <laughs> like, he needs to be way hotter. He needs to either, like, take off his tuxedo, and he is, like, jacked. And everybody forgets about his face and his weird accent because he doesn't speak English. Uh, but don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to start getting my finger on the <laughs> on the pause yeah, button I, here. I feel like we're starting to approach the moment where we usually opt out of our uh, adult film viewing. <laughs> It's, well, I just I'm opting out because it's just awkward. <laughs> anyway, but I, I think I I have two options for my my Ed Earl. Okay, who's that? Um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Okay. And Bradley Cooper. Oh, I could see either one of those working. I, I feel like they're both too big for Broadway. But, but but there are Broadway people that like to like take a little step and like you know do shimmy their shoulders and do a little <laughs> side step. Um, that's a governor uh, governor in this movie. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. You know. All but, right, we got a shirt off. Are we are we doing anything for the ladies? 
Not to make up for his face. Okay. Sorry, that's rude. But <laughs> we're very body body positive with the we ladies. We are, but in this. this is a porn. People are paid to like. like you're, not, you're not allowed to be body positive in porn. No, there there are standards. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. All right, I think now is where we leave it. And we're done. <laughs> you know, it's just what you find. <laughs> okay. Um. So. When did Southern and country get cool? All right. Lay it on me. Um, if you research that, pretty much every site you're going to say is it started getting cool uh, about the time of the Confederacy. And oh, no. then you get a list. And so I've, I've officially nope. stopped this line Done. of research. Done. It probably happened sometime in the late 70s. I have uh, Willie Nelson. His uh, Sound in Your Mind album went platinum in 1978. Okay. Waylon Jennings, up. Old Waylon. First album he had to go platinum was 77. Mm-hmm. Smokey and the Bandit, 77. Dukes of Hazard, 78. Cannonball Run, 80. I'm calling it right there. 77 is when it was trendy to be Southern and I'm moving on with my life and I'm staying away from I think that's fair. I think that's totally... I feel like it's kind of a, a mix of when Southern artists kind of became like rock stars. They lived like rock stars, maybe. And then you've got the the fast cars, hot women. Burt, Burt Reynolds seems to have done a lot to do with this. It seems like it. I mean, he's in two of those. You know? Yeah. So, cool. Burt Reynolds, patron saint of hashtag Southern Rocks. <laughs> so, looking up some, uh, some print magazine or some... Some print uh, journalism from around the time. I was able to find the uh, Gadsden Times. Okay. Briefly mentioned it. But the best thing I could find was the Captain D's Four Great Sandwiches <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, the Four Great Sandwiches. There's a Seafood Club Deluxe Platter, which is a fish filet, some bacon, mellow American cheese, lettuce and tomato, and special sauce. They had the Giant Fish Sandwich, which is two fish filets on a toasted bun with tartar sauce. The Fish Sandwich Platter, which is... A fish fillet, toasted sesame bun, lettuce, and special sauce, and the captain's double burger. I don't know if I would call that four sandwiches. First of all, if you're Captain D's, advertise something other than sandwiches. And second of all, like you've got two and a half sandwiches at best. Yeah, I've never had a sandwich at Captain D's. I think I've always just had fish. But honestly, hot take: I really would ha- rather have um, long john silvers. Oh man, so me too. But I mean, it, it's been a decade since either. But. And Long John Silver sometimes has the uh, the A and W there too. Right, if you're like on the road. And then in the uh, the evening news, the best thing I found was an arson suspect, and he's actually this is eighty two, and he's uh, questioning police methods for his identification. Okay. I guess he was identified by somebody that says that he has a uh, a trademark limp, and that nobody nobody could identify him at the site, but that uh, they said like the man was limping like he does. Interesting. Okay. But I found this in here that um, he appeared at Friday's pre-trial hearing dressed slyly in a coral-colored designer-type suit with a double flat side pocket and lightly padded shoulders set off by a ruby-colored necktie. This person wants to be a fashion writer. <laughs> this person this is, is not like, a court reporter. Like, oh, I have to be on the police beat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This guy is looking <laughs> fantastic. Let's talk about it. So the last I've really got is uh, Roger Ebert gave this film two stars, saying that songs were catchy enough, but that he really wished that they just let Dolly go and let her do more. Fair enough. And fair criticism. Yeah. We said there were some slow moments Mm -hmm. in it. Um, It is a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It does have a 68% audience approval score with over 10,000 ratings. So. People that watch this movie like yeah, it. You yeah. know, it, it's critically meh, but people that watch this movie enjoy their time with it, and I enjoyed my time with yeah, you watching it. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. We, I'd highly re- recommend it. I think that I speak for us both when I say that. I mean, we've highly recommended it to people in person half a dozen times since we recorded this like a day ago. Right. So. Just a couple of days since Zach has been singing that song Texas since. has a whorehouse in it. I got I to gotta get it out of my system before I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking, like I said, stop that copulation. Stop that copulation. It's just wild. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, I will always love you. Right. It's from Jolene years before this. So it, it was, wasn't about Bert. 
uh, it's a little sad, but I'm sure it was about someone that she cared about. And even then, it was really powerful of this movie. It was but even- that means that the people listening to the soundtrack, when it had those little swells of the music, mm-hmm. it was it was like Titanic. Like, they know this song like, is coming up. Oh, we had a big argument if there was like a like because I think that's in there and Jenny doesn't. I just think that. We we have established that when we're identifying a song, we identify different parts of the song as <laughs> the key part that we represent and identify with. So you're either you're I'm usually picking a chorus and you're picking a verse or a bridge or whatever. We we do not land on the same part of a song when we're like, hey, you know that song? You're like, <laughs> it, it never lands. Hey, we got together on ZZ Top. True. It's that song where he <laughs> Everybody knows that. That's that's the, that's the only thing people know. I would have told if you'd asked me if that song had any lyrics, I would have said no. <laughs> I would have just thought of I would not have thought there was actual lyrics to that song. I mean, fair enough. Oh, trailers, movie trailers. I looked all that up and didn't write any notes down. You ask me about like when did movie trailers become a thing? And were they on TV? Oh, like, how oh, do people know about this how movie? How do people know about this movie specifically? Right, because it seems like this doesn't seem like something that would have been beamed into their home and they would be like, okay. Fact of the podcast, movie trailers have been a thing since like the 30s, but they happened after the movie. Oh, okay. And then that's why they're called trailers. Interesting. Because they trail the feature. Fair enough. And then sometime around the the sixties or so, they realized that nobody's sticking around. Nobody's sticking around after the uh, the ending credits for the trailers. They started putting them before, but they kept kept on calling them trailers. But when did they start getting played on TV? About seventy seven, really about the time of Jaws, Star Wars. Okay, so they so would have been around in eighty two. Okay. But this maybe, this probably didn't make the cut. Yeah, this was not something that they're like dun, 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 go see go see must see hit of the summer. Like let's go like yeah. Sneak it around with you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like seven pages of notes through here. We, we've talked fast. We've gone through. We've watched Playgirl. We've uh, seen dude and his hair and his face and his, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I just, I don't I haven't even listened to the episode yet. To, to, so there might be some questions like, we'll answer that question on going deeper. And we did. I just. Ten minutes after we were done recording, I started researching and found out this was a real place and just dove out from there. No, I think we, I think it was great. A lot of information, a lot of insight into a lot of different things and definitely the frenetic tone that is your researching. I've definitely said in the past, um, other people that I've known whose spouses have been like in graduate school and that, you know, when you would study for pharmacy school, you would be like in in our back bedroom studying and studying and you would run out and be like, I'm 30% of the way through and like run back in. Like, and that was it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> this feels very similar. All right. <laughs> well, you're, you're not watching Gilmore girls, but you do have a cat on the couch. So it's, it's 50, 50. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I think we've done it. You feel right, good. I, I, I feel amazing. <laughs> I've, I'm so satisfied with the experience. I don't, think I've had more fun watching a movie, recording podcast, and then doing the research than I have with with this one. I don't know what about this, just every single thing clicked. Like the the movie clicked, the the stories clicked, the legacy clicked, the history clicked, just everything just way fun. Way fun. I did find uh, Fredericks of Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> right. But well that that's a story for another day. Ah. Well, I, I wasn't able to find enough to, to, to bring it in, but I've got a little bit. So what do you feel like doing next week, babe? How, what's your thought process as to how we're going to pick a movie? Well, we have an idea for our year anniversary slash 50th episode. So we want to kind of thinking of the time frame. It's March. Um, right. I mean, we could pivot. We could go Burt Reynolds into um, into striptease, but I feel like that's going to be a little too close on the nose with our anniversary movie. A little so. So I'm thinking something spring break. What do you think? I could go with that. Uh, how about um, how about we pick something off of our list, off of the stuff that we were allowed to watch, but like, why were we allowed to watch that list? But I don't. Okay. okay. Or at least my, that's my list. Okay. I've got the list. You want to make a list? We can- <laughs> no, no, no. You've got the list. You're right. You're right. 
So yeah, so I've, I've got on the list of things I was allowed to watch but shouldn't have. Okay. And so I've got stuff like Rambo and Dick Tracy demolition. It's a lot of, a lot of action stuff. Right. Uh, but you said Spring Break. Yeah. Um, Weekend of Bernie's is on the list. What okay. do you know about that? That seems. I, I've seen it. I I don't know that I've watched it from start to finish ever. Um, it, it feels like it's lore. I mean, it, it shows up in other shows. It shows up in reference. And I, uh, yeah, let's do it. it let's give fun. it a try. Okay. I, I think our, our long thought out, you know, long, you know, years long anthologies and coming up with ways. And, like, just like, eh. and then the stuff sometimes we're just like, yeah, let's try that. And we have a lot of fun. <laughs> That's true. I mean, this, this one was definitely like. Yeah. Like our summer of sex and sin. Uh, uh, such a bummer. Okay. Yeah, we're going to figure this out for next summer. Summer of middle-aged men. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm Zach. Jenny. And have we hit the socials yet? Uh, no. So, yeah. Let us know. Watch this movie, y'all. And let us oh, know what you think. It's yes, so yes, good. Yes, it's so yes. fun. So, yeah. Let Texas, me. There's a whore. <laughs> let us know what you think. <laughs> Forbidden <laughs> Cinema on Instagram. <laughs> Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. And, yeah. We'll see y'all later. Y'all come back tonight here. Yeah.